I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Tech Talk is underway on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart is in, and our phone number is always on the program, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. And that's good for a call or a text if you're having problems with your computer, uh, hardware or software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Doug, I hope you've been well. Good to visit with you. I am in absolutely great shape, Steve. Thank you so much for asking. And busy, really busy, uh, which yeah. is good, which is very good. And today, I actually have a little Asus netbook, 11-inch, that I have been requested to put a dual-boot Chromium operating system and Linux for a young man in school. I am looking forward to this. Yeah. Now, now, tell us a little bit about Chromium because uh, we, we talk a great deal about Linux on the program, but uh, what about Chromium? I would assume that this is, uh, uh, if folks have a Chromebook, uh, they, they'd be familiar with the Chrome operating system. Is it similar? Uh, it is. There's, there's subtle differences. Uh, the Chromebooks and the Chromeboxes that come with the Google proprietary Chrome operating system have a little extra proprietary goodness. But Chromium can be downloaded and installed on a PC, laptop, notebook, uh, and it's very, very similar. Uh, One of the biggest differences is, of course, as you know, when you buy a Chromebook or a Chromebox, you get this large amount of space to save up in the clouds automatically, where with if if we install Chromium, you'll still have his Gmail account, uh, but he won't have the 100 gigabytes of space, but you can always purchase that. Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart underway. Uh, you bring up Linux, and let's get this out of the way at the beginning of the program because it does come up a great deal. This is a very good option for older equipment. This is a way to keep this machine, especially if you're looking for something to simply get online and and maybe uh, check your bank account, maybe uh, go to your email, uh, straightforward things that you do online. Linux on an older computer is a great option. Oh, absolutely. If you want to save the equipment, that's the answer. It's just no question about it. And not only older equipment, but newer machines as well. Linux is quickly becoming, well, in fact, it already is. It's a... It's a mainstream operating system in its own right. Uh, it's a variant of Unix, and of course, Unix has been around since the 50s, 60s. So it's a um, tried and true 
and it works really, really well. The fact that it will run on such low resources makes it a perfect alternative for an older computer. You've got something with two gigs of RAM, uh, even a gig of RAM. We can get found, if you get down to Puppy Linux, you can get all the way down to 256K of, of random access memory. I like to stay around two gigs. You want a machine that's at least capable of producing some speed when you're on the Internet. But other than that, it's just a rocker and a roller. Once it's installed, updates, and it's just wonderful. Um, Doug, one other thing I wanted to bring up on the program today is something you brought up uh, a week ago, and that is cloud storage. And Microsoft has a product. You, you mentioned some uh, concerns about uh, sometimes that works, sometimes it, it, it doesn't. Tell us a little bit more about that, because at the end of the show a week ago, we got a number of texts wondering about that and uh, that that particular Microsoft product. Yeah, the, the Office 360 will come with storage, uh, and then, of course, they've got their Azure product. Um, there's a lot of people that are having some difficulty with this. I'm not certain why. I think that part of it might actually be the fact that Microsoft, with Windows, as you know, is changing operating systems now in six-month intervals. And they're not small changes. I think this might be contributing to part of this. Uh, the other side is it, it appears that it might just be a balancing of bandwidth and resources on, on Microsoft's end. I'm not certain, but it's, um, well, there's nothing in this business that's 100% perfect science. But there, there seems to be more difficulties with the uh, cloud storage and that kind of thing and Windows. And I'm really hoping that they're going to get this solved because a lot of people rely on that. I think you use that in your business as well. Do you not? Yeah, and that that's one of the things I'm wondering about. And it gets back to nothing is foolproof when it comes to backing up your files. And uh, there, there are a lot of ways to do it. We've talked about uh, the Apple product that is available uh, for cloud storage and all of those sorts of things. That, that's why you want multiple uh, strategies to back up. Nothing's foolproof, and, and that, that's why I wanted to bring it up again. You, you don't want to put all your backup eggs in one basket. We, we've talked about flash drives and the shortcomings of DVDs and all of those sorts of things. All of these, in, in some way, shape, or form, have shortcomings, if you will. Oh, they do. You know, it's, it, we do not live in a perfect world. I wish we did, but we don't. And I think the best advice that we have given people over the years is multiple backups, multiple copies. And there's really no reason why you shouldn't have that, especially for things that are important, pictures, things that cannot be replaced. Um, music, you could probably download that again. Software, yeah, you can always get software. Hardware, that's replaceable. We don't want to spend the money, but it is replaceable. But those precious moments on pictures or important documents that might not be able to be replaced, tax records, that kind of thing, we, you just can't stress it enough. And with the availability of external hard drives and DVDs, DVD writers are still really going strong. Most of the computers today, the new ones, are not coming with an optical drive, but 
the sales of the external optical drives is way up. So people are still using them, and I'm glad to see that. But we cannot stress enough. Minimum three copies. I like one working copy, one copy at the house so you've got it off the computer but still local, and one up in the cloud, bare minimum. Three, three, three. Just keep it in mind, and it's really, really easy once you get into the habit and the pattern of doing things. Great advice, Steve. Great advice. Quick break. We have more coming up here on Tech Talk, and the phone lines and the text line is open. 651-989-9226. And a friendly reminder, uh, plug that into your phone. Have it available because it's good for all our programs here on Saturday, Sunday, and during the week, starting with Dave Lee in the morning news, uh, Corey Happala, Chad Hartman, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, Henry Lake, uh, 651-989-9226. Tech Talk continues in a moment here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday morning. Doug Swindhart is joining us. Our phone number, 651-989-9226. Uh, Doug, when I stream television, it sometimes stops like it's buffering, and when it resumes, it loops. Any idea what could be causing uh, those video problems? You know, nine times out of ten, it's a lack of bandwidth. If they've got Comcast, I can't see that happening, even at the lower tiers. I do know that if you've got DSL and you've got a low-speed DSL, they still are selling 1.2 megabits, that will have a, a huge effect. If you have plenty of bandwidth and that's happening, then you got to be looking at your local area network. I have found, at least for the older equipment, it's better to have it wired. Now, that said, the new Wi-Fi cards are running just as fast, sometimes faster, than Ethernet. So it's got to be one of those two issues, I would think. I'd start with bandwidth, check to see how much you got coming in from your provider, and if necessary, kick it up a notch. And I tell people, you can't go cheap with Internet speed. You just can't. It's no longer a luxury. It's an absolute necessity. Uh, my opinion, you're going to save money as soon as you start learning how to run a search engine and do a little more shopping online. That's That would be my advice. Great, great text. Yeah, Doug, one of the things we've talked about a lot, depending on where your modem is, and depending on what your Wi-Fi signal is at the television set, because you know they're, they're, they're receiving a signal, and it happens to be a Wi-Fi signal, you, you may also want to put a little money into one of those boosters. And we've talked about those from time to time. But particularly if you're using a smart TV and it's pretty far away from your router, that could be a problem as well, is just... You know, getting, getting, you know, spending 50, 60 bucks on one of those plug-in-the-wall boosters. Oh, no question whatsoever. We always start with the simple things first. If you've got your modem flash router cluttered in with a bunch of equipment, that's not good. If possible, keep it up off the floor. Not too far, but a little bit. And locate it, if, if you can, put it as central in your house as possible. If you're not getting really strong signals, your next option is an extender. I love these things. 
You can solve all kinds of problems with, with a $50, $60 uh, and just make sure you get one that's going to last into the next technology. And they are already selling extenders that do the Wi-Fi 6, and they are just cruisers. Yeah, that's it's a no-brainer. It's um, There's no reason if people are in the metro area at this point, you got to be in a strange area not to have really, really good Internet service. And like I say, Comcast, they're, I think they're starting out at like 100 megabits per second download stream. And they actually specialize in the streaming of the videos and, and that kind of thing. So if your network is set up, that should not be a problem ever. Great tech. Super tech. Super good tech. Yeah, one of the other things I've noticed with smart televisions in our house is sometimes if you're using another device to try to connect, if you're using like uh, Apple to to play or throw a video onto the television, sometimes you need to shut it down for whatever reason, remove it from the power and disconnect it. I can't explain it, but I, I have found that being pretty typical. When these smart TVs start to get glitchy or act funny or won't behave properly, that that is one piece of advice I can give you. I don't know why it works. I can't give you the technical reason, but turn it off, unplug it, let it sit for a minute or two or whatever, plug it back in, power it back up, and it's amazing how many problems that solves. Oh, no question about it. And, you know, the thing is, is even professionals in the business, they've got as many theories as to what's happening with this as almost as many people who are having problems. It's incredible. One of the most valid, I think, today is that as we're getting data in off the Internet, it's not uncommon that within those that data flow, it picks up some particles of dirty data and these servers are going to kick that out and send it up the wire well we're the last one to receive that data and our equipment gets these little bitty particles and it creates some real strange behavior i think just by shutting it off you clear that ram you clear your memory and you can start fresh another issue i've seen with the smart tvs lately is if you've got everything cranked up your wi-fi running at 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz, and then you're connecting to that smart TV with Bluetooth at the same time, sometimes this can actually create some some anomalies, some real strange behavior. And like I say, the wireless and the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth technology, it is far from a perfect science. Sometimes just moving your router four, five, six inches, one way or another, up, down, left, right, back, forward. No. It just makes all the difference in the world. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swindahart joining us on this Saturday. Let's go to the phone lines. John in Forest Lake, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, I got a question about uh, Hughes Gen 5 satellite Wi-Fi. Is that any good or not? Well, it's um, I, I, I don't want to actually talk bad about any kind of satellite because things can change overnight. But my experience when I'm connecting up to somebody remotely, it's not near as fast as Comcast or DSL. I would like to see some improvement in that area, but this is really complex technology. And it hasn't been that long since they've just started the bi-directional. Used to be with a satellite. 
you would have your downstream coming from the satellite, and you'd be connected with a 56K modem for your uploads, whatever your package you're sending up to the Internet. It's gotten a lot better, and it will continue to get better. I think if you have your choice, stick with a wired, go with Comcast Xfinity or, or CenturyLink or some other provider, uh, Frontier. There's lots of providers out there that will give you the cable. When you're in an area where that's all there is, it's much superior to don't uh, dial up. It, but I think it's a little bit early yet. Hopefully it's going to get better soon. And thank you so much for the call. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of new technology. Uh, Elon Musk is uh, launching a lot of satellites uh, right now, and I I think that satellite technology is really going to improve. I I think we're going to see big changes coming very soon on that front. Oh, no question about it. And um, I'm hoping, I've actually been trying to find some more information on what Mr. Musk was doing. Uh, I'm hoping that these are low-level satellites. They've yes, low they have low-level satellites in Japan. Oh, this is that's going to be the cream de la creme if that's the case. Yeah, it's uh, called Starlink, and they've been doing these launches. And I know astronomers are concerned about it because of the light pollution and the reflectivity of of this, this constellation that's being orbited or, or being sent into orbit. But uh, eventually they will have as many as 12,000 satellites in a mega constellation. And once again, it's, it's causing concern among amateur sky watchers and astronomers. But uh, once again, they are continuing to launch, and eventually this will be a competitor for, for traditional Internet and how we get it. That, that, that's the plan. I think this is going to be really interesting to watch as it pans out. I agree. We have to have some concerns about what if, what could happen. Uh, we went through that with cell phones, and still, we're still wondering if the cell phone technology is ha- raising havoc with the bees and if it's creating any problem with our, with our brains, and we don't know 100%, but you still got to move forward. And the need for Internet today really, I think, outweighs the risks that we might not know. Hopefully we can get things fixed as they pop up, but just having that up, I think, is a, 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 just a cream de la creme. And for these things to get put in orbit, once they're up, I think you're going to see our Internet expense drop drastically. Of course, they got to be paid for, but these are a fraction of the price of these high-level satellites. So this is good news for all of us, I think. Yeah, and it's a work in progress, and, and we'll see how it pans out. But I, I think that's going to be a game changer, and I think uh, hopefully we'll, we'll drive down costs and increase speed for all of us. Quick break. We have Robin in Bloomington waiting. We'll, uh, of course, visit with Robin out of the break, and we'll go to the text line as well. Here's the number to call or text, 651 989 9226 It is Tech Talk on a Saturday here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. It is Tech Talk, Saturday mornings between 11 a.m. and noon. Let's go to the phone lines. Robin's been waiting. Robin from Bloomington, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. 
Hi, I just did a system image of my uh, laptop without any problems, but then I tried to do a system repair, and it gives me the message, uh, system repair disk could not be created, the parameter is incorrect, 0x8007057. Uh, I want you to give me a call. I think I can probably help you with this, but... These system images, we've talked a lot about that on the program. I think you're much better off to do full copies. You can call it a backup if you like. But I like copying the data. And once you do it manual a few times, then you can move to the automatic one. I think what you're actually referring to is uh, system restore points or the system image coming right straight off, turning your computer back to factory. Uh, give me a call. I think I have an idea what this is. It very possibly could be nothing more than a command parameter that you need to use to direct it to the specific drive. And I'll walk you through that. Kind of lengthy to go into over the phone, but I'll help you with that later. And thank you so much for the call. I hope we get this solved for you. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. A friendly reminder there. Let's uh, continue on the phone lines. Robert from Woodbury, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi. I got uh, really two questions. The first one um, concerns my uh, uh, old, um, well, my new desktop. It's an HP. And I've connected a old uh, Western digital hard drive, external hard drive, 232 gigabytes, and also a two terabyte, terabyte uh, HP uh, external hard drive. And I've been advised from the Greek squad to get rid of the old Western and even the uh, the newer two terabyte one. And I'm wondering what what do you think? If your new computer is a laptop, I always want to remind people that you don't want a whole bunch of external drives plugged into this thing all the time because you're drawing power. You're putting a lot of pressure on the exchange from AC to DC. And that's but I, I, think, I think he has a desktop. Ah, well, that's different. Um, that way, he's okay to have the, the, um, the, the actual... Um, uh, external hard drives in there. Uh, I think what the Geek Squad is actually probably referring to is installing programs on these drives. There's really no reason for that today. And he would find by adding a solid-state drive internally, removing all the rest of them, he would have an increase in speed, like, incredible. Any, especially on a new machine. Could be 10, 15 times the speed just with that addition of a of a solid-state drive. I am a little concerned also. That, that's a lot of data storage he has. I can't imagine how you've got that much data, but um, there's no reason to have them plugged in if you're not using them. Uh, but it would be good to have for saving your data for posterity. No such thing as too many backups or copies. I like that idea. I don't think you need to throw them away, though. And thank you so much for the call. I hope that helps. I think Robert had one more follow-up. Robert, uh, go with number two. Okay. I have a laptop. It's kind of old, too. And the drive D is um, 
is actually turned red. In other words, I got it fully full. And I've also installed a uh, a, a flash drive to the machine that's got 128 gigabytes. And I'm wondering uh, what to do with that, with the uh, drive D, because I really don't have room to, to expand it or make it bigger. So This is a pretty common misunderstanding. If you've got a laptop and you've got one physical hard drive, and you have two logical drives, drive C and drive D. Drive D is generally partitioned and should only be used to save the backup files and the original drivers that came from the factory. You really don't want to be saving data to that drive D. And sometimes I've seen them actually turn red when people were not saving data to them. They're packing up with temporary files. Depending upon that issue, um, but that's, uh, here, here again, that older laptop, that's a prime candidate for a solid-state drive. And that would solve everything. A fresh install of Windows or, and or Linux, possibly even go with a Chromium operating system just to play around with. This is a great, great computer for that. And I hope that helps. And thank you so much for the call. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Uh, let's go to Brent from Roseville. Brent, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, good morning. Uh, I've got a Dell computer about 10 years old, uh, Windows 7, and I'm just wondering, I hear a lot about Linux, does, would it make sense to install Linux in that, uh, and is that hard to do, or uh, I've got Chrome right now, but I'm just wondering about the Linux, if that would be a better way to go with that age computer and Windows 7. Well, my opinion would be an absolute yes, yes, yes. Um, keep the dual boot if you've got a, a good size hard drive, and you probably do. That 10-year-old computer, in my mind, is just getting started as long as it's not overheating. Even if you had to put a little money into the memory or the power supply, that's a nice computer. No reason to throw it out. But that's a perfect candidate to become a dual boot system. Ease of use, if you can read, you can make this happen. Just don't rush it. Take your time. You will learn how to download what's called an ISO file. That's one file that when you apply it to a USB drive or a DVD, becomes a bootable media. That way you could actually take Linux for a test drive and see if you like it, see if you got the right distribution. Once you've determined the distribution you want to have, almost all of them have an icon on the desktop when you've just run it in the trial that says install, and it'll walk you right through it. Nothing to it, absolutely nothing to it. Um, and I think that it's a good experience for people to do. These operating systems, there's no reason to be afraid of any of them anymore. There's so many similarities. That it's just a very small, minor nuances generally, uh, but they all do the same thing. Yeah. Don't get rid of that computer. If you are, give me a call. And thank you so much for the call. All right, quick break coming up, but I want to go to the text line. Uh, this is one we should be able to get uh, addressed fairly quickly. I'm wondering why over the past couple of months or so, my Asus laptop intermittently drops my Internet connection. The interruptions usually last a few seconds, and I get this error message. Your connection was interrupted and network change was detected. I haven't changed any settings before this started happening. How do I fix this? Doug? Yeah. 
I can't be absolutely certain, but my gut feeling is telling me that this is an individual running Wi-Fi, and your card is attempting to go to a stronger signal. That's probably your neighbor's that has security set up. So you drop the connection, and then it retrains to yours when it can't connect. You can shut that off underneath your network properties, depending upon your operating system. But that, I think, is what you're looking for. Start there first. I think you can configure your way out of this issue. And thank you so much. That was a great text. I love that. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And I, I notice if, if you go to a smart device or a computer, just from where I'm sitting in my home right now doing the show today, I can uh, see both of my neighbors on each side. I, I've got the river in the backyard, so I don't have to worry about that neighbor. But it, it is amazing how many signals you can pick up on a device in your home. And I, I agree, Doug, that, that, that's got to be uh, a huge factor in their problem. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll go to the phones, and we're going to visit with uh, Ray in Brooklyn Park and Mark from Big Lake, Big Lake in a moment here on Tech Talk with Doug on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Tech Talk continues on a Saturday morning here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. 11 minutes down front of noon. Let's go to the phone lines here on Tech Talk and bring in Ray in Brooklyn Park. Ray, you're on the air. First and most important, thank you both for Tech Talk. It's one of our favorite CCO regular programs. Oh, what a nice thing to say. Thank you so much. <laughs> we have a um, CenturyLink modem router on an upper level connected to a smart TV, and it's connected wirelessly to a set box to another TV on a lower level that intermittently loses the signal, and then we have to go back up and reset the whole schmear, and it's really annoying. We are wondering, well, I'm considering wiring a network so that we're not using it wirelessly because I've heard that wired networks are faster and more reliable anyway. I'm just wondering if I can use Cat5 cable or if I should up it to Cat6 in anticipation of the hired tech. If you're serious about installing in-wall uh, Ethernet, I would absolutely do the CAT6. However, you might want to check to see if you've got electrical outlets that run between these two floors on the same circuit. If you do, you can actually buy small little plugs that plug right into your AC outlets and turn that into networking. That might be your your least expensive way to go, and it's not going to cause fires or create heat or it. It's all low voltage. It would run wonderful. That would be the first solution. Next, just by moving your router, sometimes will make this thing connect better. Wi-Fi is not a perfect science. Slide it around a little bit. Move it two, three inches. Six inches, eight inches, whatever you got, up, down. Try to move the clutter away from your router. You might just be surprised at how much difference that in itself makes. Also, if you're attempting to connect with 5G, 5G will not give you the distance that 2.4 will. It's I know for sure that Comcast modems will automatically shuffle down to 2.4 without any intervention at all. And I believe that the CenturyLink modems are doing the same thing. So that might not be an issue. 
But there's some things for you to check, and I hope that helps. Yeah, he could be a candidate for an extender. I would probably start there, Doug. Instead of going to the trouble of running a wire, I, I, I might just try an extender and see if that solves the problem. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, if you go down to Micro Center and you pick one up, and, or even Amazon.com for that matter, uh, if it doesn't work, you can return it. They're, they don't have a problem with that. But that, before I start cabling, I would absolutely go with an extender. Uh, yeah, you start we, this cabling thing, you're generally looking at minimum $150 per drop, plus travel fees and equipment and that kind of thing. It runs into a lot of money real fast. Yeah, and uh, we, we found ours at Target a uh, number of years ago. And it's worked great ever since. And I think that at the time was 60 bucks or whatever. Uh, Belkin unit. Uh, before we run out of time, we want to get, sneak in Mark from Big Lake. Mark, you're on the air. Hello. Okay, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, yeah, my, my power went out two, two weeks ago or so. And uh, when I returned my computer back on, I didn't have all my files and everything seemed to be missing. And... Even the screen settings look like they're all different. It's kind of like rebooted it to brand new again. Uh, yeah, it sounds to me like you actually had a mini drive crash. As rare as this is, it can happen. And drive crash, I know it's a terrible term to hear. It's not always hardware. You can have a data crash as well. And it almost sounds to me like that's what happened. Could be as well. You've damaged your profile, and that can actually be retrieved sometimes. I would say 60 70% of the time. And these power outages, this just drives home where what I feel is such a strong product with APCC battery backup units worth their weight in gold. And they're made in Rhode Island, they're, so it's an American product. I love these things. Can't say enough good things about them. And I, I wish I could give you better news, but you got some work ahead of you. And thank you for the call. Yeah, and that, that gets back to what we talked about at the beginning. Back up that data. Oh, you yeah. you want to back it up. And with, with uh, certainly uh, spring and summer storms, uh, as he mentioned, he dealt with a power outage. Power outages can happen. Uh, it, it's a good investment to have one of those uninterrupted power supplies. I love these things. Yeah, yeah, they are just worth their weight in gold. Uh, the, the current that's coming out of them is nice and steady. Uh, if if you do have a power outage, most of them you have anywhere from 15 to two hours in which to run yeah. and turn your stuff down, uh, turn it off. But yeah, there's no better protection for any any electrical equipment than APCC. I love that company. They're just the best. Yeah, uh, uninterruptible power supplies, the desktops, laptops, expensive uh, televisions, uh, you name it. It's a pretty good investment. Doug, we've got to run. Uh, could we get your phone number and email before we say goodbye? Oh, certainly. Thank you so much. 651-552-9543. WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. And, of course, 651 552 9543. And thank you so much, Stephen. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you as well, Doug. Uh, enjoy the holiday weekend, and we'll visit with you in a week. Indeed. All right, there he is, Doug Swinahart. Tuck Talk comes your way Saturdays between 11 a.m. and noon 
here on News Talk 830-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.